This is my podcast about being a middle-aged mom. Stories about poop and probably hangovers. So if you're easily offended, you should probably just fuck off. Hello everyone and welcome to episode one of the podcast from Titties to Teats. As you might be able to tell from the title, uh, this is a show about kind of the transition from, you know, not parent to becoming a parent to the last uh, six years of my life of being a parent. Now, what inspired this was originally a blog I wrote called From Titties to Teats because I found when I became a mom, you know, it, it was it was very... It was a very different world, right? And I'm not saying everybody's like this, but it was like suddenly you become a mom and it's like, oh, you know what? You're a mom now, Pinterest, right? And it's like, let's let's all talk about strollers. And it was a little bit nauseating. And so I felt like it was necessary to share a little bit of the truth of, of being a mom. And I don't just mean like, oh, you're so tired. Yeah, no shit. I'm pretty sure everybody knows that that's about to come with the territory. More about like some of the funnier things, some of the lighter side of parenthood, right? Because it can be a literal shitstorm, like poop all over the place. And you don't Instagram that shit, right? Because it's not pretty. So instead, we'll make sure that these memories live on in audio form. So let's start at the beginning. Now, I've been a mom for six years. Now I have two kids. So the very first time I had my very first child, I went into labor. Now, everybody likes to tell you their labor story, especially if you're pregnant. And it's funny. It's like everybody likes to tell their own, but they don't like to listen to other people's. It's like dreams. It's basically the equivalent when somebody tells you their fucking dream and you just have to pretend to listen, even though it's so stupid and you have no desire to listen to it, right? So that's why I'm going to tell you my birth story. You ready for it? weirdos so I got induced which for those of you don't know it's basically like the worst finger bang of your life right like they just get in there and they just start poking around to get things moving so I you know what just I'd like to go back to a second back to the idea of like the world's worst finger bang because as the words came out of my mouth I realized like has anybody ever said I had the world's best finger bang because I don't know if that exists. Oh, there's one more thing I should mention. The hospital we were at is a teaching hospital here in Toronto. So over the course of the 21-hour labor, I had quite a few medical students coming in to ask if they could examine me because they're learning and, you know, this was a bit of a difficult labor. And of course, being the person I am, especially in the beginning of labor, I was like, you know what, medical student, half of Europe's been down there. So why not go for it? Learn a thing or two, all right? So after I get medically finger banged, then I go into labor, right? My water broke. It's all happening. It hurts, right? So a few hours later, about 21, a solid 21 hours later, the baby's still not out. So they put forceps inside of me. Now, thankfully, I was frozen from the waist down with an epidural because fucking obviously, because anytime you're going to undergo something incredibly painful, like getting your wisdom teeth out or maybe getting a bone set, you might want to have some sort of pain medication, you know, at least in my mind. So thank fuck I'm frozen from the waist down. 
they put the uh what do you call those things forceps in me which are for those of you who don't know they kind of look like little silver hockey sticks they're awful they flip them they flip the baby over he's still not out i'm like are you kidding me so then they put them back in but in order to get these things in they got to make some room do you know how they make some room let me tell you they cut you it's called an episiotomy but i like to use a different word coined by my good friend sue marinick who called it a vaginus because what they do is they essentially cut in between your vagina and your anus so that the baby can just come out a heck of a lot easier or the forceps can go in. I don't know, you know, chicken or the egg. I don't know what came first, the baby or the forceps. I'm not a medical doctor. Anyway, so then I was given a vaginus and they pulled the baby out and everyone's happy and excited. I'm like, oh God, it's so beautiful. A baby boy. Oh my God. So Will takes him out to see the grandparents. Everyone's happy. And I'm in there with the doctor and the resident. And now it's time to fix my vaginus to make me have two separate holes rather than one giant hole. In hindsight, what I should have asked for was for them to like install a pull string. So if I were to have another child, like a drawstring, like on a K-way hood, you know how you could do that? Make the K-way really tight. But I didn't think of that. And, you know, I guess we're not there medically yet. You know, one day, fingers crossed. So they do. They proceed to sew me up. And I was on a lot of morphine at this point, too, which was also quite nice. So I'm really happy and euphoric. I'm getting sewn up. I am just like I have two. I have one doctor and one doctor in training right there, like faces right all up in my bits. So as he's down there explaining to this lovely young woman who is on track to becoming an OBGYN because clearly she spent way more time going to class than I did, not making filthy fucking podcasts, how to do this, out of my body comes the loudest, squeakiest fart you've ever heard. Kind of like this. And it was right in both of their faces. And although this doctor who had, you know, helped take this child out of me was not my favorite person in the world, he did say something sort of funny when it happened. He said, well, I guess I deserve this. And he did because he had given me a vaginus. He totally deserved to be farted in his face. Now, the funny thing is, too, I'm not totally sure where this fart came from, you know? Things were pretty hectic down there at that point. Was it a queef? Was it a bum fart? I don't even know. I mean, it's up to you. It's like a choose your own adventure. This podcast is like a choose your own adventure. You know, turn to page eight if you want to queef. Turn to page 12 if you're more into bum farts. I don't know. It's up to you. You know, choices. So anyway, that happened. And then uh, out he went and my family came in and I told them all about how I just, you know, queef farted in in a doctor's face after he had whilst he was stitching up my vagina and asshole so that's my birth story and you know what greatest day of my life <laughs> the ones following that were a bit more challenging it's hard to uh function when you've got giant a uh, tremendous amount of stitches in um the most sensitive part of your body But you know what? We do it. That's what we do. Because we're women. Pinterest. Anyway, thanks for listening. Tune in next time to hear about how uh, I shat myself before I left the hospital. That's a fun one.